Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Politics. All right. Well, a lot has been happening, and it seems as though a seventh woman is accusing Cuomo of sexual harassment. And Democrats at the state and national level, including de Blasio, Nadler, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, for those don't understand the acronym, have all called for his resignation. Meanwhile, Biden, for a good while, was silent, but now he's saying, let the investigation play out, and Harris is still silent. You know, it seems as though with Kavanaugh, two and a half years ago, a Supreme Court nominee, these folks were pretty vocal, and every woman According to Senator Hirono, if I'm mispronouncing her name, it's it could be intentional. No, I'm just kidding. Of Hawaii was saying in a famous soundbite with other Democrat, concerned Democrat senators standing by her. Um, you know, these women, they have to be believed. So they told men to shut up and step up. You know, but somehow... She is very silent on this occasion. I'm so surprised. It couldn't be another one-sided partisan political motivations, could it? Nah. With Democrats, they get due process when they're accused of things. When Republicans are accused, I mean, automatically we're guilty, right? We're conservatives. We must have done it. Oh. Can we get a you know a, a protective class of you know discrimination? You know everybody else has it. The LGBTQIA you know V Q X Y Z A B C D E F G has protection, and you know every racial and ethnic group, every religious group, even the atheists get protection. So why don't we add and conservatives or Trump supporters as well? I mean that would be fitting, in my opinion. Well. Needless to say, you know, we'll have to see how it all pans out. They're starting an impeachment inquiry in the state of New York. But I have my doubts it'll go anywhere. But, you know, I could be surprised. I mean, now that they're done with this guy, Cuomo, I mean, he was the hero before. I mean, according to, like I said in a previous podcast, Spike Lee and Robert De Niro, who's famously known now for saying the F word and Trump afterwards and threatening to beat him up at will or treat him like the mobster characters he used to play. But, you know, that's okay. Everybody loved Cuomo back then. You know, people were just giving him all sorts of accolades for his handling of COVID. Never mind all the people he killed. Never mind all the nursing home fiasco, and they were ordered to do so. Although they're trying to say, no, it was more of a guidance. Okay, whatever. Nevertheless, now that Trump's gone, they feel as though he is... Uh, dead weight, politically speaking, and so they're dumping them. Why am I not surprised sometimes? You know, it's almost like somebody has to fall on their sword eventually for the Democratic side. They can't all be innocent. So they're done with Cuomo. I mean, he was a bully. He wasn't well-liked on a personal level. You know, de Blasio and him bucked heads oftentimes, but now it's public for, for all to air, and the dirty laundry is there to see. And apparently he's been harassing women for years. Who knew? Although I have to give credit where credit is due. My wife, 
on the other hand, is being very consistent. She is saying, just like all these women accuse Trump, we should wait till all the facts come out and with Cuomo. But I can't help a little partisan dig here and also pointing out, as I just did, about the Democratic hypocrisy in all this. But she's right. We should let it play out. It is possible he's innocent of all these charges with most of these women or all of them, although I doubt it. But, you know, that's what investigations are for. Fair enough. Nevertheless, we do know with the nursing home fiasco, which is far worse in my opinion, and probably many others' opinion because of all the deaths he caused due to his grossly negligent and terribly um, moronic policy of putting people who are positive with COVID into nursing homes between March and May of last year. And there's about 15,000 or more extra deaths because of it. And that's probably a conservative estimate. It may be higher than that. That's the real scandal. But, you know, of course, the media and everybody else, they're more captivated by the titillating details of the sexual harassment thing. Just like, you know, the Clinton scandals, they got more, he got more hay for his scandals involving the, um, the women and Monica Lewinsky, Paula Jones, Kathleen Willey and all that, you know, back in the mid to late nineties, um, Jennifer Flowers, of course, that was early in the 92 campaign. Um, then his other scandals, such as Chinese contributing, you know, to the Democratic National Committee and funneling money to Clinton to help him easily win victory over Bob Dole. But nonetheless, you know, it's just amazing to me how Democrats, once again, get away with almost anything. Um, But we may have a sacrificial lamb in this case. All right. Now that I will have to see how this all plays out. My prediction is he gets off. He doesn't resign. I mean, he's extraordinarily stubborn. Um, you know, and he's him and his brother. They like to, you know, Fredo and Fredo. They lo- they'll, they'll just go and threaten people or beat them up. Who knows? I'm being facetious, okay? Somebody's out there. You really think they're going to go beat people up? No, I just think they'll make verbal threats and taunt and bully people like schoolyard, you know, bosses <laughs> or yard bosses in prison, uh, which is probably where they belong. But, or I'm sorry, at least, at least Andrew Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, on the other hand, he just should be terminated, but you know, what can you do? You know, CNN, low rent, partisan drive-by news. Anyway, I'm getting sidebarred. Let's move on to the next topic. The border crisis is a big old mess. Okay. That says it all, right? I don't need to say anymore. No, I'm just kidding. All right. The border crisis. The current administration, Joe Biden is and his cronies are all blaming Trump for this fiasco at the border, which is absolutely ridiculous and beyond the pale. In the media, if they had any ounce of journalism left in them besides activism, they would call it out, but eh, there's a few of them are. They're starting to get concerned because of the absolute flooding of all these migrants. Biden denies that he invited people to come on in, although there's a snippet back in 2019 at one of the primary debates where he actually says, you know, I would tell him to, to, to rush, you know, run up the border. 
those weren't his exact words, but he basically just said, you know, come, come right up to the border, surge the border, I think was his words. Oh, I see. And now you're saying you're so surprised that it's such a large influx of people with T-shirts saying Biden let us in. Future Democratic voters. Wink, wink. Don't come in now, they're saying. Come in later when we got more facilities built so we can house you, clothe you, whatnot, and wait till you're 16 because we'll lower the voting age and you can vote for us and we'll just give you more money. <laughs> Make you dependent and permanent class voters, just like we did with black people. That's why we got a 90% turnout rate for every for African-Americans. We keep lying to them every election. We're going to do something and change things, but we don't do anything. Why don't we do anything? Because we don't care. We just like to use people as political props and victims. And we like to commit racial arson wherever we can. And, and then accuse the other side of being racist, who are actually doing what's in the best interest of everyone. Oh, I'm sorry. Joy Reid of PMS, I'm, I'm sorry, MSNBC says... Oh, it's, you know, they don't want any more brown people coming into the country. That's what Republicans fear. No, excuse me, Joy. We don't like lawbreaking. I know it's a concept that escapes your mind in pretty much every Democrat. Laws don't matter anymore because we have future voter coming in. So who cares? Who cares about the border? Who cares about, you know, just have open borders? Where we can all live as one. I think they should have added another verse to the song Imagine by John Lennon, right? I mean, good grief. What are good our laws and standards anyway in this wall? You know, it's racist. Uh, but meanwhile, they're surrounded by walls in their homes, just like these goofy entertainers and actors and, you know, all these liberals and singers and you name it. They're all protected with guns and walls many of them especially the ultra rich ones no doubt about it but it's okay because they can be hypocrites like john Kerry not wearing his mask the other day on the plane oh but that's okay because you know he is fighting climate change and now he's flying commercial instead of his expensive private jet well anyway so the border crisis the answer is, is to shut things down, is to not let them wait in the United States. No more catch and release where 97% or more don't show up for their court date. Although people like um, Representative Omar and other members of the squad and probably other Democrats, they think, no, no, that's a myth. They show up for court a year or two later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Who believes that? Stand on your head. So what they should do, like I said, is keep them out of this country. If they're not having a valid asylum claim, which pretty much almost all of them don't, they're not fleeing religious or even political persecution in most cases. What they're fleeing is economic messes in their country due to their tin horn dictators that run Central and South America and most of the countries where freedom is limited and economic growth and all the people at the, the very cream of the crop are enriching themselves and everybody else lives in squalor. It's their governments that are corrupt. Nobody examines it. I wonder why they're coming to the border, liberals always ask. 
hmm, you think maybe because Biden promised them the world, saying we are the world and come on in, and they're fleeing a lot of poverty there in their countries, and they see a whole lot better life, and, and a giveaway, give me Santa Claus bag waiting for them once they cross over the Texas Rio Grande or Arizona or even Southern California or New Mexico. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's common sense. I think some of these migrants, honestly, they're smarter than your atypical American voter in some cases. I really believe that. I think they know more about what's going on with the, with the politics of the situation than most Americans do. Sad to say, because most Americans don't pay attention. They're too worried about Cardi B. You know, they're too worried about the Grammys. They're too worried about making sure critical race theory is being taught everywhere. And so white people can walk around with a guilt complex for the rest of their life. Falsely, I might add. Sorry. That's where the focus is in America. So who cares if everybody just comes on in, you know? And after all, if we don't let them in, we're racist, right? I mean, I had a guy once asked me, would you feel the same way if they were flooding the Canadian border? Bunch of French Canadians or white people? And I said, yeah, if they're flooding in the border illegally, the law's the law. Punish them. I don't know why people think that's so difficult. Yes, throw the white people in jail too. So much for their white privilege argument. Treat everybody the same. What a concept. <sighs> so exasperated with these people. I tell you, it's it's ridiculous. It is astonishing to me that this continues onward and there's no end to it because Trump had to fight tooth and nail several years ago to get funding for the wall. Here we could spend $1.9 trillion on a COVID stimulus package. About 85, 90% of it or more is not even COVID related. It's not the stimulus checks that's the bulk of the money. It's $350 billion for the states. It's all this other garbage in the bill. And government waste spending, gimmicks, payoffs to the unions, pension funds being bailed out that they overpromised them at the state level in these Democratic states, and so on and so forth. Teachers union, $100 million for San Francisco to get bailed out at the city level because they're irresponsible. But that's okay. They can spend all that money, but we can't spend 20 to 30 billion on a wall. No, that's too much. Trump had to go all the way to the Supreme Court to use leftover funds from the military budget in order to fund the wall. Now, last time I checked, the government's number one job should be protecting its citizens. I mean, what else is there beyond that? No, according to most people, the government's job is to give me a check. The government's job is to provide all these entitlement programs, Medicare, Social Security, welfare, food stamps, um, for, you know, forgive my student loans, you know, or give me the student loans and then forgive them, so on and so forth. That's what people think government's job is. They don't realize the number one job of government should be, and this is biblical too, by the way, Romans 13, for those who are reading your Bible, read verses one through seven. The fact of the matter is government's job is protection and to punish evildoers. Now, they said it in the Bible with the sword. Now, today, it would be with the gun. But we can't do that because that is showing racism. Racist, if you do that. Well, anyway, it's nothing but a big lie. So, I just, okay, I can't say any more about that. It's just they need to seal off the border have everybody funnel in with their goofy assignment, 
asylum cases. Actually, they should apply in Mexico first. And the fact of the matter is, once they realize, like they did late in the Trump administration, that uh, the gig is up, that you can't get in, and in 98% of the cases, they'll stop running to the border. They'll have to make do. Now, as for the countries that the corrupt governments, yeah, that needs to be changed. It's a difficult thing being the United States um, and having to, you know, do we intervene in all these places where there is a lack of uh, economic freedom? Is it our place to? I don't know. I don't think so. But at the same time, you feel for people, but have them go through the regular process and apply. If it's not for asylum, apply another way. You know, yes, it's going to take time. Yes, it's a lot of bureaucracy. Yes, it's easier to do things the illegal way. Sad to say. Isn't that something? But why are Democrats providing incentive for it? Well, like I keep saying, they just want voters in the future. They want to flood the country with illegals because they know most of them are going to vote Democrat. Just a fact. If they knew they were going to vote Republican, that wall would have been up yesterday. That would have been part of the COVID package even. The COVID bill that they spent $1.9 trillion, they probably would have put $100 billion for the wall. If they knew a bunch of people were going to vote Republican, guarantee it. But that's a whole other subject. All right, let's move on to the Derek Chauvin trial up in Minneapolis with the George Floyd situation. That's a farce already. You got jurors, you know, they, here the, the city of Minneapolis pays $27 million, $27 million to the family of George Floyd. This is patently absurd. Before the trial. As if that's supposed to not taint the juror's mind. And the judge, they will not move the venue. I don't know if he can get a fair trial anywhere, but you can't get a fair trial in liberal, anti-police, BLM, Minneapolis. There is no way you're going to get an impartial jury on that. Really? I mean, call me cynical. I should say, call me realistic. Honestly. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So that... <laughs> They've got like four, three or four different charges on them. Third degree murder, second degree murder. Charge them with this. Get them in manslaughter. Please convict them of something so you don't burn the place, the whole city and the country down when everybody goes nuts, which they actually need not to convict him. George Floyd died of a drug overdose. Him putting the knee on the neck was incidental. It had no bearing on his death. I can guarantee you that based on the toxicology and the actual autopsy result. The man had COVID. He had a heart condition. He ingested two grams of fentanyl, which would, according to some medical experts, would be enough to kill a horse. And he's going, you know, he had excited delirium. He wouldn't be arrested. He wouldn't do nothing. He wouldn't go in the back of the car. Once they finally, a UK media outlet, released the, the police body cam, took a couple months after all the rioting, burning and pillaging and killing and everything else, you know, causing billions in property damage and, you know, how many lives were destroyed, businesses destroyed, just total upheaval in this country, country in a racial way. Corporations kowtowing, capitulating, making every person, every white person apologize, say they're sorry. Oh, then we come to find out the guy was resisting arrest to begin with. Oh, why don't people wait for the facts? Nope, they never do in these police shootings. It's all emotion. It's purely 
racially driven emotion. And the people who are protesting, I'm going to say it flatly and clearly. Listen close. Put your ear next to the mic um, in your earbuds or however you're listening through your speaker. These people who are doing this are nothing but racist themselves. People who are protesting, they're racist themselves. The very thing they self-righteously claim they're condemning in white people alone, because nobody else can be racist, according to them, that the fact of the matter is they're exercising the very sin of partiality and prejudice that they are condemning. I mean, we have now an anti-white society. I heard something today about that whiteness is a major problem, according to the U.S. State Department. Um, they're telling people at certain universities that, oh, no, I'm sorry, well, universities too, they're doing this, but also Deloitte and Tuish, a financial institution saying microaggressions could be a punishable offense. What's a microaggression? You, when you trigger a liberal, if you say anything that doesn't go along with the narrative, what if you just say, hey, look, I support cops. Just a benign statement like that is probably a microaggression. And you're not woke. You're not anti-racist enough. Actually, those people are the racist ones. The, the anti is, 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 is a farce. It's a lie. You're not racist enough is what they really should say. These people are the most, the biggest demagogues. I call them racial arsonist. They're a disgrace, and they're tearing this country apart. And they may succeed because too many white people have bought into the false guilt because too many white people, honestly, are spineless. I'm going to say it. They really are. They feel guilty. Oh, you're right. I don't share your experience. I don't this and that. Well, well, well. Okay. Anyway, I'm ranting more. I've done it before. I've said it again. This is ridiculous. I, I, I hope they find him not guilty for the sake of justice. I'd probably be one of 10 Americans who cheer for it, that Derek Chauvin got off. But we know it's going to be a nuclear warhead if that happens. So the jury, jury would most likely be forced to convict him of something. And, of course, then people get mad he wasn't convicted enough. Even if they gave him the death penalty, they, you know, when they brought out his body into the street, it still wouldn't be enough. They'd still be angry. There's no satisfying liberals. That's If you learn nothing else, nothing satisfies liberals. Nothing. Nothing. All right. Moving on. COVID cases are going to be dropping dramatically, according to a big-name doctor from John Hopkins. He says that the COVID cases should be dropped way down by the end of April. We'll have to see. So hopefully more people will get vaccinated. I know some people in the anti-vaxxers are probably listening and saying, no, no, I'm not getting vaccine. It's the mark of the beast or, oh, it's going to cause me to uh, grow a green leg or it's going to do this. Oh, you know, they have all these things and they're serious. They'll look at me and say, you're crazy. You know, you ought to be careful with your rheumatoid arthritis. You ought to be careful, you know, because you're on medications. You're on a weakened immune system. You shouldn't take that medication. My brother is a doctor, says one to two days, maybe fake flu-like symptoms just as a reaction from it, and that's it. He scoffed at it. He said there's all these conspiracy people out there with these vaccines. I know I'm stepping on some toes here, but he said a lot of people, they just believe all this stuff that's out there on the Internet about all these vaccines, doing this, doing that. Most of it is bunk, just like the conspiracy stuff with Trump, you know, and about Obama being locked up in Gitmo. It's the same people who think, you know, the vaccine, you know, 
they just totally got it just way off. You know, they're, they're an errancy. They're worse than uh, watching TBN, you know, and all these crazy preachers, you know, promising people all this stuff, health and wealth and blessing, you know, and a check coming in beyond the stimulus check because they gave their money to this some evangelist. I'm veering off, aren't I? But I'm having fun. What can I say? All right. The Asian massage parlor shooter and shootings and the, and the shooter, my thoughts. Everybody's jumping on the. I have to say it again. Here we go. Racial arson alert. This time involves Asians. So now we have the guilt complex of white supremacy causing this, even though the, there's no evidence thus far. And I say thus far that the police are saying, look, the guy did it. He he hated, um, you know, pornography. He had a sex addiction and that was his way of dealing. with it. Now, granted, it's completely irrational. It's off kilter or whatnot. Instead of dealing with the sin in his life, sadly, and repenting of it and fighting sin and battling it. He goes out and kills the people. I mean, this is so you commit now you commit murder, one of the worst external human crimes, obviously. And you'll at least spend the rest of your life in prison. Possibly you should face the death penalty, according to the Bible. And Georgia does have it. Nevertheless, you do something far worse and you completely ruin your life in a worse way than you ever thought imaginable, even prior to this with your so-called sex addiction. No, you have a sin problem. That sex edition stuff is a bunch of baloney. When Pastor Bob Coy down here, you know, I know he wasn't, you know, doing what this guy did by any means, but he certainly didn't kill anybody. But my thing is when he was messing with porn and having affairs and they asked him to step down as pastor of Calvary Chapel, Fort Lauderdale, uh, you know, he went to some place where they had a rehab for sex addicts or something. I'm thinking that's not biblical, but, you know, that's a whole nother kettle of fish subject it's just it's not the biblical way to deal with it at all and i'm just appalled by this and this guy claimed some people thought he was a christian or religious person that's why they're shocked by this action i am too he killed eight people six of them were asian by the way not all so there's two white people who are getting forgotten about in all this mess because they didn't fit the narrative and to me, I think it's ridiculous uh, that they're jumping to all these conclusions that it's a racially motivated crime and there's no evidence at this point. Now, that could change. I doubt it, but it could. If they show me where there is racist, like he made all these racist posts or tweets or was telling friends I hate Asians, used epithets about them or threatened to harm them or couldn't stand them or did something you know malicious to Asians in some way or, or, or somehow vocalized it. Whatever, there's got to be some trail of something to to demonstrate that or show that. Otherwise, it's just, it's innuendo. And anytime there's a cross-racial crime, I just realized this today. My wife and I were talking. You have to commit crimes within your own race. Because if you commit a, a, a crime, I'm talking about just white people now. Because black people, they can kill anybody and nobody will care. And, you know, in fact, it's probably just because, you know, they're so oppressed. And Hispanics, you know, same way they're, you know, impoverished and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. You know, they make people make excuses for sin all the time with minority groups. But white people, when they do it, unless they kill their own kind, even that is only slightly condemned by the liberal media and culture itself. But if they kill anybody of a different race, particularly if they're black, your life is over. You're the worst. You're you're the um, you're the biggest pariah ever. 
you know, and so that's why they're making such an example. They have had a series of hate crimes over the last year with um, dealing with Asians, but most of the perpetrators that I've seen are black, but yet they're still calling it white supremacy when they do that. And it's just crazy. So, you know, go figure a white guy does it and it makes net, you know, it's the worst kind. So now they're going to make the biggest example of them. And it's terrible what he did, but how about people died? How about the fact that people died? No, but we only care if Asian people died. So that's the main thing. So those are my thoughts. We'll have to see how the investigation play out. And to his credit, I'm going to give Biden a small bit dose of credit to his credit. He actually said, let the investigation play out to see if there's a racial motive or not. There, there's my two cents credit to Joe Biden for one, doing a random act of common sense, even with all his proclivities and faults and his politics. Thank you for joining me. And we have spoken about politics. Have a good one.